Welcome to Massive Late Fee, and now your hosts, Mark and Carol. Well, hello everyone. Welcome back to Massive Life. My name is Mark. With me as always is my lovely girlfriend, Carol. How are you doing today, Carol? Hey, what's up? Not much. It's been a good week here. It's November 16th, 1996. It is. that. <laughs> it is. You weirdo. Are you trying to make turkey sounds because Thanksgiving's coming? It's close. <laughs> You know my famous turkey sounds. Oh, yeah. But speaking of sounds, Carol, the sounds of the radio are about to change. No. In a move to boost ratings, Alternative Station adds classic rock. Well, that's stupid. Well, they need to boost ratings and they're because they're competing with us. <laughs> right. We're sort of like, we're not radio, but... Were I mean these tapes are kind kind of like talk radio in a way? No, shaking I, your head. <laughs> you want to say no? No, I don't know. I just I I think the radio is very different than what you and I are sitting here doing. Yeah. Um, I mean, first of all, we're not twenty four seven, so that's a thing. Yeah. And there's no music and there's no commercials. Yeah. Okay. Ninety seven one. Uh, alternative rockers CIMX FN, which is 80, 89X. You know, <laughs> I love 89X. Top 99. Uh, WHYT 96.3. Love it. Uh, they're abandoning playlists that celebrated tune picking that satisfies smaller niche audiences. And now they're going more towards the rock mainstream and play it again, orthodoxy. In the hope of financial and ratings glory. Well, they're assholes. I mean, what about loyalty? What about, you know, like fucking, you know, pleasing the people that have been patronizing you? What about the river? (laughs) You know, the sounds of the river, which is WCSX for all those not living around us. I don't care about the river. I don't like it. They play stuff like Sarah McLaughlin. Hmm. You know her. I like her, but she's different. Yeah. But there, there is a move away from alternative uh, rock and okay. alternative music. I've noticed it. I don't know if you've noticed it, but I've noticed it, Kira. Well, then I maybe we should do another mixtape soon because uh, I'm like nervous about this and I, I need to reconnect to music. Yeah, you do need to be reconnected to music, but I've there's there's a lot there's more there's more variety, which is good in in a lot of ways. But I feel like if Kurt Cobain was still alive, that alternative music would be more like it would be in better better health, <laughs> maybe. But instead, we have a, you know rock is obviously always there. Pop is making a bit of a comeback it's small but a bit of a comeback after you know not kind of not having very much success in the earliest part of the 90s really besides if your name isn't mariah carey yes what about madonna uh madonna's had some but even madonna moved a little more towards alternative and stuff like that Hmm. not necessarily what i would call grunge but 
Definitely not. And grunge. Madonna's not necessarily had like huge hits or anything, but like R and B's been fairly big. The the hip hop is you know been pretty big. Obviously, the whole West Coast East Coast rap scene has been quite. You know, we we lost we lost Tupac Shakur uh, like two months ago. Right. So that's no good, but. Biggie Smalls, I guess, won in that in that, uh, in that dispute. Wow. Yeah, I don't know. There's uh, there are people, lots of people talk. I don't want to. I don't want to get involved in it. We're not West or East Coast. We're we're. Mid- <laughs> we don't want to alienate our audience. We're Midwest. There we go. <laughs> MW. Midwest. We you put your you put the your two middle fingers together, Carol, like this. <laughs> And you, you lace them together, right? And then you got three down and three up, and that's Midwest. Okay. It's not Bloods, Crips. It's not East, West Coast. It's Midwest. Right. Right. Is that your favorite inflection today? Is it? I don't know. <laughs> Said it like three times. Sorry. That's the only bit of news today I have, Carol. That the radio is killing itself? Cool. Yeah. And we're helping. We're going to replace the radio. Okay. People don't need radio. See, that's the thing. Like, you're like, oh, we don't play music and we don't do this and we don't do that. If you never listen to talk radio in your life ever. I try not to. There's talk, talk radio exists. It's on the AM dial, but it exists. I mean, like, sometimes there's programs that have, you know, I, I've listened to here and there, but no, I don't listen to talk radio uh, in general. Well, I think our listeners enjoy our. Talk radio slash. Why do you, every time I say radio, you look at me like you want to fucking kill me. <laughs> what? I'm not looking at you like I want to fucking kill you. I'm just like sleepy and I've had a long day. You were sleepy when we were watching the movie. This was a terrible, terrible, terrible movie. Yes, I was sleepy. I fell asleep and I'm not ashamed to admit it. I guess it's good that we only have one piece of news. I was thinking about doing Massive Love because this is a love story for the ages, apparently, or whatever. Ugh. But I decided not to because this movie was two hours and 40 minutes long. Yeah, and that's like, I don't know, uh, at least a whole hour too long. Yes, I agree. Not at least, but I think it is an hour too long. So we saw The English Patient and let me tell you, you got to be patient to watch this movie. Yeah. It is so, so slow. And maybe you have to be English, too, to appreciate it. I have no idea. Maybe. I, I doubt even English people appreciate this movie. <laughs> I doubt anybody appreciates it's this movie. Getting, it's getting rave reviews, Carol. We're going to be two of the only people that, that don't like this movie. And everyone's going to say... Oh, you guys are just a couple of dumb kids, or you can't appreciate fabulous filmmaking or something like that. Let me tell you something. All of you that are thinking that and saying that at your tapes right now, you're wrong. (laughs) This movie sucks. It it was pretty darn bad. Watch it again. Don't watch it again. Don't do that to yourself. You'll become 65 years old trying to watch it again. (laughs) There's... There is, maybe the book's good. I know it's based on a book. Maybe the book's good. I have no idea. This seems like a story made for a book. Yeah. Um, It's 
there is a good hour and a half to to maybe hour and 50 minute movie in this movie. I believe a good movie exists in this movie, mm. but it is overburdened with just way too much bullshit. I don't even know that I agree that there's a good movie hidden inside the bullshit. I think there is. I th- I think you could make this story good. Mm, I mean... Well, we'll get into it. I mean, you can doubt me all you want, but once I weave my... my what the fuck? <laughs> once I weave, Carol just pulls something out of her pocket, looks at it like it owed her money, and then threw it on the ground. <laughs> It was a leaf. <laughs> like, why is there a leaf there? I don't know. <laughs> it is fall. It's autumn. I knew we shouldn't have been rolling around in the bushes. Oof, wow. <laughs> like the English patient. There are no bushes in the desert. They were rolling around. Oh, really? I saw some bushes. In the, oh, gee. In this movie, we saw some boobs. We saw some boobs that were like mostly nipple. Yeah, barely could count. Really, but it was gross. Anyway, I like tits, but they was, those were gross tits. <laughs> this this movie thinks that it can hang its hat on one very good Ralph Fiennes performance. I know his name's Rafe, but <laughs> he was in uh, Schindler's List, which we didn't do. But he was also in Quiz Show, which we did do. And he was very good in Quiz Show. Yeah. And Quiz Show was a very good movie. And he's good in this. It's a very good performance. And I cannot remember the name of the the nurse, Hannah. That, yes, Hannah. No, I can't remember the actress's name. Oh. But she also gives a very good performance. I want to talk about her performance in more detail later. But she also gives, I think, an even better performance than Ray Fine's performance in this movie. But the movie wants to hang its hat on those two performances, and it's not enough. Well, yeah. I mean, the, the problem is not the acting. No. The problem is the filmography and the story. The filmography? Yeah. The, the no, history no, I can't, of... Shut up. The... <laughs> Oh, what you know? How it, what, thank you. The cinematography. The cinematography is fine. What's wrong with the cinematography? Because they spend so much time on all these shots of things that don't matter. Like the like five seconds long, just looking at his face while he's she's feeding him grapes. Yeah, you know, and what? she was biting the grapes and then putting them in his mouth. They, they were, what was that? Or plums? What was that about? I don't know. That was weird. Like, can he not chew? Because I'm pretty sure we saw him eat food. There was a weird sexual tension between them in the beginning that just fades out. And, like, it, like the movie abandons it. It's like the movie doesn't even care about it. Yeah. But anyway, I, it's funny that you mentioned that because I noticed that. And I, I didn't know if that was just me having a short attention span or something. But it really seemed like there were some scenes that just went on way too long. Way too long. And it's like, because they're like, look at how cool this is. But it's not. Yeah, it's, like, it's like watching paint dry. Look at these three desert, three camels walk across the desert. And we're going to hold on this shot for 10 minutes. This is not Lawrence of Arabia, guys. I'm sorry, David. This, David Lean's not directing here. Like, I don't, I don't. I understand what the I understand what the movie's trying to do, but it doesn't succeed. And the biggest problem, Carol, in my opinion, at least for the first third of the movie, 
is structure. This movie has a has a huge structure problem. Okay, go for it. So the way they set this movie up, we see the the end of his story, I guess, of Ray Fine's mm-hmm. story at the beginning. Plane gets shot down, his face is burned beyond all repair. They put a comical smiley face <laughs> over him. I know it's like a, like some sort of like bandage protective to, shroud yeah. right but it looked like a smiley face <laughs> from the 80s and they carry him and you know he becomes the english patient or whatever uh so that's the beginning then we see her the we see hannah the nurse and all the things going on with her life and i thought okay we're gonna see stuff from her perspective perspective we're going to see stuff from his perspective alone each of them alone mm-hmm. then they're going to come together and i thought the love story was going to be t- between the two of them right i thought the same thing and it's not and i thought we were going to see here's like what's going on in her life and the problems in her life and here's the way that he can fill some void or or you know like like meet an a, emotional need for right. her and vice versa and i'm looking at these two disparate stories very different stories and i'm thinking to myself i don't i don't see the through line here i don't Mm. see what's connecting them and in the end it's nothing right so i don't know why we're getting why we're going back and it's too herky jerky you see some of his story then you see some of his her story and i like i said i know i know what the movie's trying to do and trying to kind of like equate them but there's not enough of a through line there. There's not enough of a connection there. And it seems almost arbitrary how it goes from, like, it cuts from him to her. And it, I don't, there's no narrative flow yeah. to it. Well, and there's no narrative drive at all. No, you have no idea what the fuck is going on. And, like, not only that, but then they, when they start switching to the past, it took me, like, halfway through the movie to figure out that's what was happening. I didn't know. Right. I did not know that the guy with the burnt face was the guy that was hitting on the blonde lady, the, blonde. the doctor's wife or whatever. Thomas, I think is her last name. Uh-uh. Uh, they're the Cliftons. I remember that's their last name. Yeah. But the, the dude from Pride and Prejudice, Mr. Darcy. Yeah. He's he's becomes a cuckold here because he gets uh, cheated on. Yeah. But anyway, so um, so that's part of the structural problem. The other part of the structural problem is, like you said, we get him and then he's telling his, like, he's telling his story to people, I guess, or he's remembering it. He keeps saying he can't remember anything. But then we just keep getting images and everything. And it's too, there's not enough connection between what's going on in the present and what's going on in the past and it just feels like two separate movies are going on. Mm-hmm. That's the problem. The problem is the present day stuff and the past stuff doesn't connect enough. There's not enough. There's not enough scenes of like if if it was like Willem Dafoe's character who has no thumbs, he mm-hmm. got his thumbs cut off because he got tortured by not or by the yeah Nazis. Yeah, when we had to watch that happen, that was fun. Right. But if it was him finding this guy and then him telling the story to him, 
maybe that would have worked if that was the only other element going on. But the with Hannah in in her story, that also feels like a separate movie. It's like three mm-hmm. different movies are. Yeah, coming it is exactly. And I cared a lot more about her relationship with the Sikh than I did about Ray Fiennes cheating on some. They're like, be, you know, being the the lover of some woman cheating on her husband. Like that, I didn't feel. I didn't feel any sympathy for either of those characters. No. It didn't feel like a love story for the ages or, or anything like that. It felt like two people who were selfish mm-hmm. and didn't give a fuck about anybody else. In the end, he sells uh, the English out to the fucking Nazis. And that's the star of our film? Right. And, like, they should have villainized her husband in some way. Yeah. They didn't. No. So, like, all you do is feel bad for him because he didn't do anything to deserve to be cheated on. Yeah. He's just a pathetic dude. Right. And, yeah, there's, I like I said, I don't feel any sympathy for them. I don't feel any great love there either. No. It was just sex. It was not, those people were not in love. I'm sorry, I mean, like. It didn't seem, it, it, this is supposed to be some huge sweeping romantic love story. Not to me. And there were some weird ass sex scenes. Oh yeah, and and like even they they weren't even like enjoyable sexually to watch no. because they were so weird. Yeah, I mean maybe part of it was her boobs. I don't know, but I did not enjoy it. <laughs> well, it like I don't think it's supposed to be like hot necessarily, right? But usually, if you see sex, it's at least a little hot. Yeah, this was not. No, this is. And the sad thing is, is this is probably going to do well at the Oscars. We don't typically cover the Oscars because it's a private industry award shows and who gives a fuck about it. But this this is the kind of movie that does well at the Oscars where it's, you know, a period piece. It's a drama. It's English. And it's a good looking guy or girl putting on makeup to make themselves ugly. And that's <laughs> and that's that's courageous, you know, you right, know. Right, I mean? right, right. So dumb. But that's the these are the kind of movies that do well at the Oscars, but well, I, I hope not cuz I don't think it deserves it. But like I said, I mean ad- additional to the, like the structural pro- the structural problem like I said it's it's just it's like three separate films mm-hmm. and it it kills it. It kills all the narrative drive. I think uh, I think he could make an interesting movie with the love triangle of Colin Firth, Ray Fiennes, and Thomas. I can't remember his mm-hmm. name, but I I think you could you could make an interesting movie with those three, and strip all the rest away with the backdrop of World War II and the Nazis and and all that stuff. Everything else added to it, it makes it too bloated. Yeah, well, and like. With what happens in the ending, mm-hmm. I mean, it's interesting enough that they could have just started it with the affair and ended it the way that it ends. Right. And that would have been good enough. We didn't need to see all the stuff that happens to him afterwards. Yeah, and the other, that's the other thing, too, is it's like he's suffering. There's a, there's a subplot of racism, I think, in the movie. Okay. But it does not come across at all. Yeah. And I know Ray Fiennes isn't English. I don't remember. He might be German. or I don't remember exactly what nationality he is, but he has an English accent. 
What nationality was he supposed to be? Well, that's the other thing. That's what I'm saying. His name was Almasi, Almashi, something like that. I think maybe he was supposed to be Middle Eastern. He was supposed to be Moroccan or Turkish or uh, I don't know, North mm-hmm. African, some Tunisian. I don't know what he was supposed to be. But if that, like, if the book, and I have a feeling, I haven't read the book, but I have a feeling that this is the case. If part of the theme of the book was that even in World War II, where it's supposed to be the English and the French and whatever are the good guys, mm-hmm. and the the Italians and the Germans are the bad guys. Right. And then the North Africans are kind of like caught up in the middle, which they, they allude to a little bit. But I have a feeling that part of the theme of the book is, hey, they're both they're both prejudiced against us, North Africans. Mm-hmm. They're both racist against us. And the English are racist against him, and it ends up dooming the the woman the, that he's having the affair with, right? Mm-hmm. If that's the case that they were trying to make, then as great of an actor as he is, Ray Fiennes is not the person for this role because he just looks like a white dude. Right? You can give him you can give him a tan, and he looks slightly more orange, but <laughs> he doesn't look North African. Yeah, he doesn't look like if he's supposed. He doesn't. He has an English accent the entire time. That makes me think of him. Like he says, "Oh, I'm finally I'm English," and it's like, "What were you?" I don't even <laughs> right. know. Like, yeah, it it I it, it wasn't until that point that his nationality even crossed my mind to matter in this movie. There was a lot going on that I think was not actually conveyed that Mm -hmm. like, you know, would have been better probably from the book or whatever, but I don't know enough about the history and the politics and everything going on without them actually stating things. I'm not going to pick up on the subtle hints. And I love history and I I like this time period of Mm. history, but even I was like, Am I like? Am I supposed to know what they're talking? Like, am I? Is there something I'm supposed to know here? Like, like I said, I mean, I guess I can kind of get it from context. I think there's supposed to be a, a racial component to it, but this is the wrong guy. I don't. Yeah. I don't feel it with this actor. Like, the, it doesn't occur to me they're being racist because the racism is subtle or whatever. But I don't feel it because what the fuck? Mm-hmm. And then. With the Sikh, it's like, it's the opposite. Like, no one gives a shit that the white woman, Hannah, is in love with this Sikh. And it's the 40s. And it's like, I mean, I think it's fine and cool. (laughs) But during that time period, you'd think maybe there'd be some pushback or something like that. But no one cares about that. So then that's inconsistent, too. Because is there racism or isn't there racism? I mean, I know it's, it's individualized, but it's like... You, it doesn't. It muddles your message mm-hmm. when you have a situation where a guy that's clearly not of you know English descent um, is in love with someone who is, and it's not made a deal at all. Yeah, like, no one cares about it. So that if if the racism is indeed a theme, that that completely muddles the message of that. 
But yeah, so the one scene that works for me, there's only one scene in this movie that works for me, really. And I think you were asleep for it. I'm not sure. I was asleep for quite a bit. But it's established early in the movie that everyone that Hannah loves dies. Right. The the two people we see. Yeah, I mean, she just feels that way. She just yeah. feels like she's, you know, bringing doom to people mm-hmm. or whatever. But it's just two of them. But it's her sweetheart or whatever who gets killed in a battle. I mean, I'm sorry. It's war. That happens. Right. And then her friend who gets blown up in her Jeep. By a minefield because it's war and that happens. Yeah. After she gave her five bucks, too. I mean, you know. So it's all her fault. (laughs) But anyway, so she falls in love with this Sikh played by, what's his name? Naveen something. I don't know, but it was at that point that I fell asleep. Right. (laughs) Well, they have sex for the first time. I missed that one. You missed her boobs. How were they? Better boobs. Damn. Should have woke me up. Sorry. And so they have sex for the first time, and then it's the next morning, and his sergeant comes to get him and says, hey, you know, we got a job to do or whatever. There's a bomb. Because he's a diffuser. He diffuses mines. He mm-hmm. diffuses bombs and stuff. That's his job. Because they're going through they're going through all the places that the Nazis were in charge of that the Allies have now captured. And they're in Italy. Because this is like 43 or 44. So they've already, they're already coming through Sicily and, and all that stuff, right? Um, so that's, his, that's part of his job is to diffuse all this stuff. And he's like, hey, we got to, you know, do it. She answers the door first and she goes, no, no, not today. And she's like, what if you couldn't find him? (laughs) And what if you couldn't find him just today? And he's like, what? And then Naveen Andrews, I think is his name, comes to the the door and he's like, hey, you know, this is my job. I got to do this. So he goes to defuse this bomb. And I'm, you know, the whole time you're thinking this guy's going to fucking die. Yeah. Because everyone that she loves dies. And it's a big bomb sitting there. They spray it with oxygen, cold oxygen, to freeze the mechanism hmm. so it won't it won't uh, explode, right? He's opening it up. He's trying to diffuse it. He, at one point, it's in this, this, like, it's in, it's by a bridge, and it's in, like, a little hole that's filled with water. And he's, like something falls in the water, it's big muddy water and everything, right? And he's trying to do it. It's it's a very tense scene. It works really well. And the sergeant's up there talking to him. And these tanks roll through town because this is the day. This is VE Day. This is the day that Germany surrenders. Okay. And they're all they're Americans and they're all cheering on these tanks. And but the sound, the vibration is shaking. Oh this no. Bomb. And he's sitting there. And, like, uh, he says to him, you know, you got to cut the wire now. They're coming. They, we can't stop them. you got, we've got to cut this wire now. And he's like, I don't even know what wire it is. And he goes to touch it. And because he, he's like, because the sergeant's like, you know, that oxygen's going to, it's going to warm back up again. You got to do it now. And he goes to touch it. And he goes, watch your hand. And he hits it. And it burns his hand because of the cold. And he drops his cutters into the water. Oh, and he's no. like, oh, and he's like scrambling for it. And the guy's like, hurry, hurry. And he's like getting in and you think like it's going to fucking explode and kill him. And he grabs it and he's like, I'm not even sure which wire. And he just cuts this red wire. And there's a moment of silence. The tanks go through. 
and nothing happens. <laughs> it doesn't explode. So he lives. And he ends up living the entire time. Uh, so, but that scene, all that stuff, because we have the backstory of what she thinks she's cursed and all that stuff, it all works. It's a really good tense scene. Mm-hmm. It is the only good tense <laughs> scene in the entire movie. Man, I slept through the best parts. Everything else was just so boring. Yep. And it's like, like I said, I I like old movies, too. Like, and older movies tend to be slower. They tend to linger on shots more and stuff like that. Like, I think this movie has sort of an, uh, like, a, a an old, like, soul. Yeah. You know what I mean? And older movies do that, and I like them. So it's not like I dislike this movie just because... It's a slow build, and just because the cinematography lingers on shots a little long, it's it's not those things. It's the fact that this this story has no momentum, and there's there's it's like a series of just vignettes, like mm-hmm. just a series of hey, this is a thing that happened, this is a thing that happened, this is a thing that happened, and there's no connection, there's no sinew yeah. to it, and that's part of the. Part of the structure. And obviously, I mean, I can't really say that the pacing's bad. I mean, the pacing's super slow, but the pacing's at least consistent throughout the whole movie. It's slow the whole time. Mm-hmm. But it, it it would it would aid by, by the pace building up a little bit. I guess it does kind of in the end because he ends up escaping from being captured and all this stuff. And it does, it, it's not, it never gets exciting, but at least... I think the pace ramps up a little bit. <clears throat> the problem is you ramp up the pace and it's been more than two hours. It's too late. Yeah. You the, lose people. <laughs> there's too much. There's too much in this movie. This movie really, really needed another round of editing. This movie really needed to be tightened up because that that's the thing. The... Everything's a feature in this movie. You know what I mean? Like... Uh, there'll be like a, a movie and it's like, oh, this movie's so good and it's got like action or whatever. And it features some really nice long shots of some beautiful landscape or something, something right. like that, right? Or this is a intriguing mystery and it features this whatever. There's, there. this movie is all features. Like the, the, the tricks... The, the beautiful cinematography and stuff like that, it doesn't elevate this movie. It kills it. Mm. It drags everything down to a stop. And that's, that's the biggest problem with this movie. It reminds me of 2001 A Space Odyssey uh-huh. in, in, in some ways. And it reminds me of Star Trek The Motion Picture. <laughs> the, the very first one. The boring one. I still liked it. It's fine. It's the probably the worst of those movies, in my opinion. But it's boring. <laughs> and in there, in that, in that instance, it's the special effects. Okay. The special effects destroy that film because they also slow that film to a crawl. And it's the same thing. It's not special effects in this movie, but it's just the look at this. Look at the beautiful landscape. Look at this. The even the sandstorm is not that tense. It doesn't work the way that the the bomb scene works. Yeah, 
I, I still felt bored. And I'd, the biggest problem is, like, I didn't emotionally connect with any of them. So, like, I didn't really care if they died in a sandstorm. Yeah. But it was kind of cool when they did, when the sandstorm was over, and they heard honking, and, and they ended up, like, digging their friends out because their yeah. car was completely covered in sand. I cared much more about Hannah than I did about Ray Fine's character. Okay. I wanted her to be happy. Like, I wanted her to to succeed. And, like I said, she, and I wish I could remember this actress's name. I should write this shit down. <laughs> she gives a fantastic performance of, like, very subtle in nature. And she'll have, like, these just big bursts of emotion. And then she, like, tries to pull herself together. It's really, really good. Hmm. But... It doesn't save this film. <laughs> yeah, it was it was not a pleasant time. A movie focused on her and Willem Dafoe getting morphine with <laughs> just a just a hint of this guy, this guy's story would be much better. Focus it on her. Willem Dafoe comes in, he's goes to kill him one night and he's like, "Look, yeah, I remember." Let me tell you what happened. And it takes up maybe 10 minutes of the movie where he relays his story cheating on this woman. It's all, all of it's super abridged. And then why he betrayed the English and gave the maps to the Nazis. And then when he tells him the story, he's like, okay, you know, I get it or whatever. I'm not going to kill you. You've suffered enough, you know, whatever. But the, but the majority of the movie is focused on her and the Sikh and her situation. Yeah. That is a more interesting movie to me. Okay. And I connect more with them based on that. But yeah, I mean, uh, I would say don't see it. No, please, for the love of God. Like, it's almost three hours of your life. Do something you love. Go see two better movies. Right. Yeah, I just, I'm sorry. I wish this episode was funnier. <laughs> I wish the movie that we watched was better. I don't like, like, crapping on, you know, a movie or whatever, but it's... It's pretty rare that we both hate a movie. It's just not good. I mean, usually at least, you know, one of us likes something. There are things about the movie I can appreciate. I can appreciate some of its parts. I can appreciate some of the acting... I can appreciate some of the cinematography. I can appreciate some of the direction. But the costuming's good. Okay. I'll give you that. Costume design's great. And like you said, the acting's good. Yeah, the acting is... the, The acting deserves awards. The movie does not. Right. Yeah, but that is our episode for the week. Carol, you know what to tell them. So go ahead and write us at latefee1994 at AWOL.com. Do that. Check out our website at www.retrolatefee.com and share the tapes with your friends. All right. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.